Discasters, how are you all doing? We are back. We are back from the holidays. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful uh, holiday season and a wonderful new year. Getting back into the swing of things. Uh, took last week off because of the holidays, so I just wanted to celebrate with family and people. Uh, but now we're going to get just right back into it. So uh, we're continuing with uh, The Jungle Book 2, which is the animated sequel. Uh, to the first Jungle Book film, uh, like the original. Uh, this one was released, I believe, back in 2002, 2003, sorry. Uh, February 14, 2003. Uh, it was one of those direct-to-video sequels that was kind of happening in the latter part of the 1990s and into the 2000s. Uh, this is one of those studio, this is one of the one films that was um, done by the Disney Toons uh, extension of the uh, Walt Disney Company. Uh, a few of these sequels we've already seen, like in the past, with like the, the other Cinderella movies, and we're not going to see the last of these ones. Um, so yeah, but before we get to that, uh, I'm going to change up Disney news a little bit. I'm just going to, uh, instead of getting really, really deep into a lot of the news, uh, I'm just going to do some quick, uh, like headlines and stuff like that, and my opinions on them. Uh, I think that's just the best to going forward just because it's easier. It's easier for me and it's a lot easier uh, to explain uh, rather than having to go really, really deep into some of the new, the new stuff. There are, there are other outlets that, are, that do this much better than I do. Uh, I'm just going to stick to what I know, which is just talking about the movies. Uh, but one of the big, uh, not, I was going to say one of the big highlights. No, no, no. One of the big, uh, news pieces that's come out has actually been the fact that one of the Disney parks is going to be closing for at least two weeks starting today, actually on the seventh. Um, yeah. So, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland is, uh, closing its doors amidst, uh, rising COVID cases, uh, for at least two weeks with no real set, reopening date uh only thing i can really say is i wish all the best for all the cast members that are out there uh i hope they're okay i hope they're safe and i genuinely hope that they've got something to you know to help them you know just with their with now the fact that they have no jobs you know it's the whole situation just really really sucks and i feel really bad for them and i just hope that they're okay uh, that's kind of the big thing. Uh, another thing is having to do with this stupid Star Cruiser. Uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser continues to lose more and more reservations. People are continuously canceling. So I don't know, man. Like, uh, just it, it's so up in the air with with that whole thing with how it's gonna go. There's whole months now that are completely open. And it really sucks because I feel bad, not for the company. The company can go fuck itself. I feel bad for the staff and the cast members that have been putting their heart and soul into this thing, into creating an immersive experience. That's not easy. It's not easy to create an immersive experience. And I feel bad for them. And I really, really genuinely hope they pull through and they're okay. Um... Yeah, that's all I can really say about that. I mean, I really feel like the Disney company really shot itself in the foot with this whole thing, uh, with lowering uh, or with exorbitant prices and low quality 
and just terrible marketing. Like, the whole situation is just not done well. And it is so very clear that you don't have somebody who cares running the whole thing. Like, you don't have somebody who knows what they're doing. And that's what happens when you have someone like Bob Chapek. I'm, I'm, of course I'm going to blame Bob Chapek. He's the head of the Disney company. Everything falls on him. All this is his decision. And he's not doing a good job. And he's failing everyone. And it's all his fault. It really is. Anyway, um, I was so excited about it. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? If the thing crashes and burns, it's their fault. Obviously not the cast members' faults. Obviously. It's entirely the company's fault. You know? Just get people who know what they're doing to do the job that you should have hired them to do in the first place. You know what I mean? Anyway. Also, whose idea was it to make it so that you advertise this wicked-ass new lightsaber, the one that can truly extend and retract like a real lightsaber, and then make it that you can't actually buy it? Whose idea was that? Like... Don't hang, don't dangle that carrot in front of us and then steal it from us and then take it away. Like, I was so excited. I had a plan to go to Disney World for the 50th anniversary, go to the Star Cruiser, and actually just buy the lightsaber. That was going to be my intention. Like, go to the hotel for the sole purpose of purchasing that lightsaber. But now I have no reason. Because apparently you can't buy it, which is, which sucks, which is bullshit. <laughs> like, I get it. You have the one for the cast members, you know, for the people who are, you know, for the, for the cast member who's, who's playing Ray. But come on, like, you can't tell me that you're like, you know, people are going to want to buy that thing. Why wouldn't you give it to them? Why wouldn't you let them buy it? Anyway, it's a whole thing. I don't know, man. It's just the whole the whole thing is just not great. Any hoozles. So, back to this movie. The Jungle Book 2. So, my initial thoughts of this movie are that it was cute. It was fine. It, that's pretty much my opinion of, like, a lot of these other, like, straight-to-video, like straight to video, uh, or made-for-direct-to-video uh, sequels, is that they're all just kind of meh. Um... This was, uh, it was released theatrically first, um, but I don't imagine it did very well. Uh, it did receive a bunch of negative reviews towards the animation and similarity in, similarity in plotline to the first film. However, it was a box office success, grossing $135.7 million against a $20 million budget. I mean, sure, numbers-wise, it may have been a success, but, like, you watch the movie and you're like, oh, this is kind of meh. Um, it's the fourth animated Disney sequel to have uh, a theatrical release rather than going to direct video after The Rescuers Down Under, Fantasia 2000 in 1999, and The Return to Neverland in 2002. Now, Return to Neverland we already covered uh, because it's, of course, the Peter Pan sequel, so we've covered that earlier in, in the, um, I know this, I know this, I know this, uh, Golden Age. Okay, so we start off the movie with... Uh, unlike the original Jungle Book, which opens on like uh, like an actual physical book and then goes into like this uh, this overture, like that that was the style of the time. Is we just go straight into the movie and we basically start off with with Mowgli doing like a little shadow puppet thing, uh, basically recapping the first movie, which 
I don't know. It's very, it's very silly. It's very weird. Cause like, did we need that? Not really. I mean, they try and justify it by making it like he's recapping this. He's telling the story to, you know, his pseudo adoptive families. Cause like there's, so we learned that the girl that lured him into the village, her name is Shanti. And she has her mother. We don't see her father. And then there's this other little kid who's like probably like a toddler. His name is Ranjan. And his parents are also his parents are the ones that have actually adopted uh, uh, Mowgli. And so everybody's watching the shadow puppet thing. It's very cute. Ranjan is very interested in the forest, in the forest, in the jungle. He's very intrigued by it. And uh, yeah, especially with tigers for some reason. So like when Mowgli mentions Shere Khan, he go uh, Ranjan goes really silly and crazy, and it's very cute. Um, so yeah. Uh, the animation style, they stuck pretty well close to the original, um, which is to be expected, I suppose. I mean, like, I, I guess I didn't really expect them to, like, change the animation altogether. It's, it's a, it's a cleaner version because of course in the original, they did the whole Xerox thing. And so you have all like the squiggly, you have like the, the sketchy lines and everything. So it, it, it does, it doesn't look as clean in the original. So this one, it looks a lot cleaner for lack of a better phrase. Um, but other than that, everybody looks pretty much the same. Like like all the characters, uh, we have a, pretty much everybody returns. Uh, Baloo, Bagheera, Colonel Hathi, um, their son, like the elephant's son, whose name I, name I totally, totally blank on. Uh, Shere Khan, of course, returns because his whole, his whole motivation is he wants to he returns to try and uh, enact his revenge on Mowgli because he embarrassed him by, you know, setting his butt on fire. <laughs> Um, we even have the return of the vultures, which I think was kind of funny. Um, so you have the original vultures who, again, all sound like the Beatles. And I think they all did a really good job. And then you have this fifth vulture named Lucky, who is voiced by Phil Collins. And it doesn't sound like him at all. Like, I didn't even realize until I looked at the cast, until I looked up the voice cast of this movie, which, by the way... Is a hell of a voice cast. So you have Haley Joel Osment, who's Mowgli. You have John Goodman, who's Baloo, who does a great job, by the way. Mae Whitman, who is Shanti. Uh, Mae Whitman, for those of you who don't know, plays Katara in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, a gentleman by the name of Bob Joles as Bagheera. Uh, Tony Jay as Shere Khan, who uh, sounds really, really close to George Sanders, who is the voice in the original. Um, again, Phil Collins is lucky. You have John Reese Davies, who's uh, Ron John's father, who's, you know, who's just great. And of course, Jim Cummings returns, or not returns, but uh, he, uh, um, Jim Cummings comes in doing his, uh, he does the voice of Ka, Colonel Hati, and MC Monkey. Um, all three in the original were voiced by different people, but of course, Jim comes in being the ridiculous, like, ta voice talent that he is, uh, and does all three of those characters completely indistinguishable to each other and is just great. Like, Jim Cummings is awesome. Uh, oh, Hati Jr., I guess, is just the kid's name, which is kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I just would have expected a different name, probably something better. But I digress. Uh, so, yeah, so basically it's it's very it shows that Mowgli really misses the jungle. 
he misses his friends you know he misses baloo especially they make a very very big point of making it that baloo misses mowgli and mowgli misses baloo uh and so mowgli just kind of living with this not really in he's not in like a fantasy world but you can just tell that um he misses the jungle right and i guess that makes sense because um you know when you've spent you know 10 years of your life in a place learning it and knowing it and only knowing it and then suddenly going somewhere new you miss it you know you miss your old home so it makes sense for mowgli's character to miss the jungle to the point of where he you know it very much just kind of becomes a lot of his character that he is the jungle boy right and so it kind of makes mowgli a little a little two-dimensional it's like okay yeah he's the boy from the jungle we know this what more can you tell us about it the only real extra thing that we know is that he kind of has this thing for shanti but also doesn't they never explicitly say that he that he you know has that he has a crush on her he only refers to her as like uh her his best friend kind of thing it's also interesting to note that like shanti it isn't really as fond of mowgli as we had initially anticipated because of course in the original when he sees her you know they're trading like uh, or she's like super luring him in with his eye or with her eyes and she's batting them and it's all very very cute and stuff or whatever but like in this one she's just like she's like having none of his shit it's actually kind of funny <laughs> she's clearly older than him definitely older than him um anywho uh so yeah so basically it's that and then uh we know that um Shere Khan has returned uh because of course we see him um Baloo having missed Mowgli so much he, he like at one point he's like dancing around and like singing bare necessities he like makes like a mannequin out of like a palm tree and coconuts to resemble Mowgli uh ends up leaving or ends up trying to sneak away to the man village but of course Bagheera tries to stop it because he can't you know because it's dangerous for Baloo and so he brings in the whole like brings in all the elephants to help stop him it's actually very funny like th this sequence is probably my favorite sequence when they're like trying to find baloo in the river uh and like everybody it's, it's very it's very comedic it's a little it's a little slapsticky it's pretty funny but eventually baloo escapes or he yeah he escapes like the search and then he makes it to the man village at, in the middle of the night uh finds mowgli and then like it's it's a very very sweet reunion they're all they're both super happy to see each other Shanti sees Baloo uh, with Mowgli, freaks out because she thinks that this bear is just stealing him or is, like, attacking him. And so she freaks out. The whole village freaks out. But it just so happens that at the same time, Shere Khan is in the village. And so then everybody starts going after Shere Khan because what else are you supposed to do when you see a freaking tiger in your village? And it's interesting because Shere Khan we see as, like, you know... We know him as this scary tiger who doesn't really rule the jungle, but he's feared by the jungle. And so it's interesting to see him now. It's very easily subdued by all of these humans with like hose and pitchforks and fire. And so like Shere Khan doesn't know what to do with himself. And so he's, it's, it's very interesting seeing him, you know, not really all that scary, if that makes sense. 
because he just like he's just like being attacked or he's, he's like being scared by all these humans and then he runs away into the jungle and that's when he finds out that actually blue has Mowgli and so he knows that Mowgli is back in the jungle where he can actually get him anyway so now blue has Mowgli it's a very very sweet uh what's it called uh reunion Bakira is not happy about it obviously because he knows that Mowgli is not truly safe in the jungle right um because well quite frankly he isn't you know it's like who else is who else is going to help him who else is going to protect him right like we've already seen that the humans can protect him and we already know that you know the animals because they fear Shere Khan Shere Khan already has the upper hand because they because they fear him right um and so Shanti sees this sees Baloo carry Mowgli into the jungle so she ends up following him into the jungle both her and Ranjan go into the jungle and so um so yeah so there's a there's some inter some cuts in which we see uh Ranjan and Shanti like in the forest and they're scared forest it's in the jungle not a forest in the jungle and they're scared and rightfully so you know because it's the jungle you know especially if you're in some place that you've never been and you've only ever heard rumors of and you don't know you know, and you've only ever heard, like, scary stories of, right? So it makes sense that she would be afraid. Uh, from there, uh, Baloo takes Mowgli to what is now, uh, or what was King Louis's old temple. Um, we don't see King Louis himself because uh, apparently they lost the rights to King Louis. Due to a legal dispute, the character of King Louis from the original Jungle Book could not be included in this film. However, he makes a non-physical appearance as a shadow puppet in the beginning of the film and is briefly mentioned in the middle of the film. Uh, so yeah, so I just think it's interesting that they can specifically take that one character out just for whatever reason. It's just interesting that the one character... Uh, it doesn't really change much of the story because like once they go into the thing they see that this that the the temple the old temple has now kind of become like this not so secret club hideaway thing for other animals uh and it's just kind of like a big party and they all that's where they do one of the musical there are a few musical numbers in this there's a few repeats like uh like the uh the parade march bare necessities uh and there's another couple um couple new songs like jungle rhythm which Mowgli sings in the village to kind of talk talk about the jungle like this is near the beginning of the film uh wild which is uh Baloo's song uh in in the temple uh and yeah and so that's where uh Baloo is like partying it up with Mowgli and then Mowgli starts to kind of you know remember the man village and he realizes that that the humans are actually searching for him and so he begins to feel a little remorseful in how he acted because he didn't realize that they cared for him as much right and so he starts thinking about some of the other aspects of living in the man village uh some of the more positive ones that he finds um because of course he talks to baloo about the man village and says like oh like all they are is like rules, 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 you know, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, that that whole narrative, we know this, we know this narrative, you know, the one where the kid doesn't want to be an adult, he doesn't want to grow up kind of thing, right? We know this narrative. And so he talks about that to Baloo. And so Baloo takes him to the place where he can party and where he can, you know, live a little more of a free life. But there's more to it than that. And Mowgli is beginning to realize that. And he's beginning to realize that he actually misses his friends Shanti and Rajan. 
So, uh, unbeknownst to him, Ron, John, and Shanti are searching for him. And then eventually they stumble across the two of them. And then uh, Baloo ends up scaring Shanti because Mowgli had initially told him to do that when uh, when they were to find him because he, he didn't want to go back. He doesn't want to... At that point, he didn't want to go back uh, to the man village. But of course, now he's, you know... Re, he's rethinking that. And so they meet up. Shanti is, of course, terrified because there's now a bear just roaring in her face. She punches him in the nose, which is adorable and funny. Because Baloo isn't, you know, a terrible... He's not a bad guy, you know. He just did it because Mowgli told him to. And so Mowgli apologizes, and now Baloo's all confused. And then they all they all go off together. Uh, because Mowgli wants to make amends. He wants to make amends with his friends and say, you know, I'm sorry for how I acted. I realize, you know, there's more, you know, but of course they're cornered by Shere Khan who finds them. And then uh, Mowgli and Baloo and, or Baloo and Shanti end up teaming up because they want to, they, they both care for Mowgli. And so they want to save Mowgli who ends up running away to the temple Uh because Mowgli gets chased there by Shere Khan. And so they all, so Baloo and, and Shanti go to the temple and they start fighting against Shere Khan in a very interesting way. Like there's like, they're like distracting him and trying to scare him and everything. Um, and then apparently this, this abandoned temple was built above a lake of lava for reasons like what <laughs> at some point they end up going over a cliff or like Mowgli and Shanti jump over, jump over a chasm and there's lava. And I'm like, when the hell did we end up in a volcano? This is very, very weird. And it's very random. And so, uh, the two of them are like on the ledge. Shere Khan jumps after them. He's like scratching at the thing to try and not fall into the lava. Obviously he ends up slipping and falling and lands on, uh, a, a piece of land and then like a, a a a a jaguar head lands on top of him and i'm like oh fuck did they just kill shere khan but no it turns out he ends up getting stuck inside the mouth of the thing so he's not actually dead so you know disney i guess saved itself a face i don't know <laughs> anyway and so after they've taken care of shere khan mowgli kind of realizes that what he needs to do shanti and ranjan head back to the man village baloo and bagheera begin going back into the into the jungle and now mowgli is torn but he realizes, you know what? I need to go to the man village because that's where I truly belong. And so Blue uh, agrees. They say their heartfelt goodbye. Mowgli leaves. And then it's then that Baloo kind of kind of gets an idea um, that maybe they can still see each other. And so after a while, uh, they go back to the village. All the adults come in. Ranjan's father apologizes to Mowgli for not truly understanding his uh, how he how Mowgli feels about the jungle and how special it is to him. And so they reconcile, which is really nice. Uh, and then uh, we cut to a little to a little more time ahead, and we see uh, Shanti, Mowgli, and Ranjan running to the forest, running to the jungle. It's a freaking jungle, goddammit. it! <laughs> running to the jungle. Um. And then meeting up with Blue and Bagheera. And so we see now that that Mowgli has reached a sort of balance with his old home and with his new home. And so that's kind of where 
we end up, that's the end of the film. It's a very, very short film. It's like an hour five, an hour ten. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I mean, I, I don't really see the criticism in terms of how it's similar to the original, except for maybe the whole, you know, Mowgli needs to return to the man village thing. Well, no, like that Mowgli needs to go to the man village in fear of Shere Khan. So I, I, I guess I see a parallel, but I also see that there are still different aspects to it. I don't know. I mean, did the sequel need to happen? No. It really didn't. And yet it did. <laughs> but that was just what the company was doing at the time. Like, that was what uh, Walt Disney Pictures was doing with uh, with the Disney Toon Studios. That's just... I don't know. That was just a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, that's really about it. It's not a whole lot. Um, the original... The original concept of the sequel in the 90s um, was going to be in which Baloo ventured to save his romantic interest from a poacher. So, which is which feels like an entirely different movie. And also, it, it makes it's interesting to think that um, uh, that we would have had, we potentially could have had a sequel that revolved entirely around Baloo. I mean, I love the character of Baloo, but I feel like it would have been really, really different because, of course, um, the the main character is Mowgli, right? So it would have been interesting to not have Mowgli in it. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he would have ended up and shown up in the film and ended up helping Baloo to save his uh, his crush or whatever. So we, we never know or uh, we're never going to know. So now instead we have this movie, which, again, is not awful. It's not great. Um, honestly, my favorite sequence was really just when they were trying to catch Baloo from him, like running to the man village, like in the beginning, within the first act of the film. That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie, just because it was so very fun and slapsticky and very just silly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody did a really good job. Ultimately, like these are all really great, great voice actors, like Haley Joel Osment, John Goodman, Mae Whitman. Uh, Phil Phil Collins does a really good job. He's very very funny and very silly. Uh, John Rhys Davies, Jim Cummings, like all these all these actors sold it. They all committed to these roles and they all did a really good job. Um, that's really it. Again, it's it, it's really hard to talk about these sequels because they're so simple and they're so short. <laughs> like it's, I want to talk more about it, but there really isn't much more to say. <laughs> like what else do I say about it? Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to, if you feel like watching it, do it. It's not awful. Uh, I guess my only real, real, real criticism about it is that it's almost an entirely white cast, uh, who are of characters who are supposed to be Indian. I mean, I don't know. That's really probably my only real criticism about it. But of course, you know, in the early 2000s, were they really thinking about that sort of thing? Probably not. So I don't know. But yeah, that's about it. So thank you all for joining me. Uh, next week, uh, we are going to cover the live-action Jungle Book remake that uh, that came out recently. Um, that uh, the the John Favreau version. Um, I remember liking it. I guess well, I, I'll figure it out again because I can't remember much. Um, yeah, so we'll cover the John Favreau Jungle Book uh, next week. 
and yeah i hope you all had again i hope you all had a really good holiday welcome to 2022 and let's all just hope for a really good new year i guess <laughs> all right everyone i'll talk to you next time bye <laughs>